Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder. Brought to you by Emirates. Taking you to tropical paradise with twice daily flights from Dublin to Dubai and beyond. Visit emirates.com. Fionn Davenport back with me. We were in Orlando last week. Fionn, where are we going this week? Uh, We're going to the hottest city. Well, one of the hottest cities in Spain. Not hot as in cool. As in... As in, I just licked my finger and touched and, my ass. Um, Seville. You're wondering what that noise is. Yeah, Seville. <laughs> uh, so let's move on quickly. Yeah, <laughs> Seville is an amazing place. It's so Ryanair who have a service from Dublin, but they've announced recently that they're doing a summer service from Cork, okay, direct to Seville. So I just thought, you know, and and look, there's much to say about Barcelona and my own personal favorite, Madrid. Um, and these are two incredible cities. But there's a number of other Spanish cities that are well worth the effort to explore. And with direct flights, you can. So Valencia is one mm. and Seville, the one we're So geographically to. places, where is Seville? It's in Andalusia, so south kind of in, in the hot zone. So, All right, OK. Yeah. So not too far from Malaga. No, places, ah, I mean, uh, a bit away, but y- not. A part of the country, though, that people would yeah, know. So absolutely. They would know the coast, but they might not know Seville. It, and in and, and part because Seville is, well, Seville is inland. It's a big city. So when people go to Spain, they think, well, I want to go to the beach. I want to sit down in my apartment and just sit by the pool. And Seville is hot. So come July, August, where the temperatures regularly top like your 39, 40 degrees. Yeah, it's a scorcher. Okay, so we're we're not suggesting people go high summer, no? When's the best time to visit Seville? Um, The best time to visit. For your average pasty Irish person. For your pasty Irish person. So now is not a bad time. So coming into March. April is the height of their season because Holy Week in Seville has got one of the biggest celebrations in all of Spain. So Semana Santa, it's called. Um, And they go really gung-ho. Like this is, it's huge. Um, And then they have their own Fidia de Abril. So their April festival, which is again also in April. And they're the kind of high points of the cultural season. And everybody's going. There's loads of people there. Accommodation is incredibly expensive. You need to have booked well in advance. So probably, like, unless you're day tripping or you've booked well in advance, it's kind of a tough time to be there. Mm. But I would imagine September and October are the ideal time because you, the summer heat has receded perfect for sightseeing so you can walk around and not feel like you're losing like half your body weight in sweat Okay so you mentioned the direct flights uh, that are there now so let's imagine then somebody heading over to Seville for one or two nights a couple of days they have a couple of days in the city So so a two day itinerary Okay Now the thing is Seville is a big city but the centre the kind of the the centre that is of interest to visitors is relatively compact so most of the sites are concentrated between the Parque de Maria Luisa, which is the big city park in the south, the Macarena district in the north and the Guadalquivir River, which um, there is a there is an old train that runs from Guadalquivir to Old Seville. You know that song? Is <laughs> no. it Christa Berg? Oh, my God. Come on. Yeah. Oh. So, yes. OK. Um, so. So that's the kind of city centre. So day one, like obviously the cathedral. Okay, so anyone who's been to Seville will know that the cathedral is impressive both in terms of size and kind of scope. So it's the world's largest Gothic cathedral and it's the third largest church in the world. It's gigantic. Now, there are some pretty big cathedrals in Europe. Seville is like, hold my beer. Yeah. 
when was it built? This, well, it's built in between four, like the 15th century, so 14, 30 odd, and it was built over 100 years. And it's where um, the the kind of the high point, so La, La Giralda, which is the bell tower, so you yeah. can climb that. Now, this is actually kind of cool. So you think with bell towers usually, particularly in Gothic cathedrals, it's about like, all right, deep breath, and we're going to walk like narrow steps. Yeah. Okay, not this place. So... <laughs> I, this is what I mean by scope, okay? So this is, it's ramps. And they were, it's 35 ramps that bring you up to the top of the bell tower. And they were built so that guards could get up on horseback. Yeah. It's that size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's what I mean by the scale and scope of it is just massive, you know? Wow. And really, and all the more impressive because of it. So La Giralda, that's the, so, and, and also as well. So Sorry, why would you want a horse at the top of the bell tower? Did no look, one ask that question? Have a look-see. <laughs> yeah. I want to have a look-see. The horse I don't want to look around I don't want to well. be walking around. Um, so, and what's interesting is that because Seville is built on, I won't say the ashes of a Moorish city, but it's this fusion of Moorish and Christian Spain. Yeah. And so the two, the two, and, and also remember, the Moors were in Spain for hundreds, you know, for 500 years. Mm. So their cultural and architectural and, and, and culinary influence on Spain is gigantic. And so you see that, I mean, you see it in Granada, you see it in other parts of Spain, but in Seville, you see, so the cathedral is built on what was the, the mosque. Oh, very good. Of, and, the, and La Giralda Towers, the minaret, is the original minaret of the mosque. Wow. Yeah, so... That is interesting. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And then the other interesting thing, there's great art and all the rest, but like, is the tomb of Christopher Columbus is in Seville. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Christopher Columbus, who sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's it's really, really great. So, it, like, you've got... And what you have is a great sense of the city from the top of La, La Giralda, or Giralda. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, so it's really, really nice. And uh, the other thing as well, on day one, so once you've done the cathedral, and spend yeah. as long as you want, there's a very small museum called the Hospital de los Venerables Sacerdotes, which means the... It was a hospice for priests, so sacerdoti or priests. Yeah. And so, again, this is where you'll have the best collection of Don Diego Velasquez, the famous painter. Yeah. It's one of the best collections of his work anywhere in the world. And so the museum is lovely, but the patio. So you've got this like porticos, ceramic tiles, all centered around oh, like lovely. this beautiful orange garden, which orange trees. And it's so lovely. It's, it's it's not that big a deal and a lot of people just kind of skip it by. But I think, and it's very near the cathedral, so it's well worth it. Okay, so day one, I've gotten up, I've gone to the cathedral, I've gone up the bell tower, the old Jeez, you've got a bit of hunger on you, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm hungry now. Yeah. I'm hungry. Where so, did I go? Okay, so I, uh, only because I've been here, so La Azotea, which is the best of the bars in the cathedral area, which, as you can expect, are quite touristy. But yeah. this is really lovely and local. So it's got like... So classic Andalusian cuisine, which is um, uh, tapas and like, lots of things like that. So seafood dishes, so grilled calamari, oh, sea bass curry, really, really nice. Um, so that's that's the place I'd recommend for lunch. And uh, then in the afternoon, so I mentioned the Parque de Maria Luisa, which yeah. borders the southern part of the city centre. So 34 hectares, so it's pretty, pretty big. And it's really lovely, particularly if you're there and the day is, is warm. Go into the park. Like in Madrid has the Retiro Park. So this is the Maria Luisa. is lovely. And they've got like a duck pond, but they've also got like a boat pond that you can pay and get onto a boat. Mm. Um, 
the Seville hosted the expo in 1929 and they built like a bunch of buildings for the 29 expo and the Plaza de España is one of the buildings in the park. That's oh, nice. right. Okay, very good. Okay, yeah. so I'm tipping around the park. Um, I've had a nice relaxing afternoon. I've digested my... Are you sold my, on this yet? Yeah, Are I am. I've, I've digested my uh, sea bass curry. Yeah. Love a bit of sea bass, yeah. Fionn. Um, what am I doing in the evening? Well, Seville is the spiritual home of flamenco. Oh, very good. Which is the uh, gypsy dancing yeah. traditional to the Sevillana and is a form of the dance. And so... Now, like going to hear traditional music in Temple Bar, and there are many a pub in Dublin's Temple Bar (laughs) that has traditional music, it's kind of hard to discern the wheat from the chaff in bits. And so a lot of it is so patently tourist-oriented, like, come in, come in, flamenco show. And you're like, however, in the midst, the tourist kind of spectacularis, there's some really good, authentic flamenco, still for tourists, but still worth going to see. So... um. Like the Tablo Los Gallos, so on Plaza de Santa Cruz, it's it's what they call a tablao. Tablao is a choreographed flamenco show. This is like, I mean, it's the oldest one in the city, actually. It's from the 1966, so don't think it's like okay, hundreds yeah. of years old or anything like that. But it has uh, shows twice nightly, really good top-notch performers. So again, for tourists, but like in the same way, it's like you, you can go into a session in Temple Bar and some of the musicians are really, really oh, good. Oh, yeah. We look down our nose at it here. We do. But as a tourist, I mean, there's great experience exactly. to be had. And that's the thing. Is, and if you can separate the fact that like they're geared towards tourists yeah. and just recognize that the performers are really top notch, you're going to get like a good sense of what flamenco is. All right. And so okay. this is the place. Um, so Tablo Los Gallos. Yeah. So it's called the Tablo Los Gallos. And then, so the place is, is in the Barrio de Santa Cruz. So Plaza de Santa Cruz is the main square of this neighborhood called um, uh, Santa Cruz, which is the old Jewish quarter of Seville. Oh, really? And and it's really, really beautiful. So even if you've, once you've done that, just go for a walk in the, in the tangled streets around. It's, it's really nice. They've got like lovely kind of these plazas, little squares with plants all around them. It's just, it's a lovely atmospheric thing to do, particularly of an evening when the weather is cool and it's just nice. All right. It's just so, nice. Seville is a great walking city. So that's day one, rounded off nicely. A few yeah. cervezas. Uh, I haven't overindulged though, so I'm up early and I'm eager yeah, on day so two. So the other big, so the cathedral is the, is the big site and then the Alcazar, the Royal Palace, uh, which was like the seat of Moorish Spain mm. and it's built by the Moors on an old Roman fort. It goes to show you how long this part of the world has been settled. So after the Reconquista of 1492, so that's when the Christians chucked the Moors out, yeah. more palaces built on top of it. So really this, this one extraordinary palace that's absolutely huge is a representation of 1500 years of history from the Romans right up to, you know, Isabel and Ferdinand and, and, and yeah. the era of post-Moorish Spain. So you've got this amazing mix of Arabic architecture with lots of like intricate stonework and tiles and these beautiful lush gardens. I mean, like, and of course it's got the weather, so it's got like the colour and it's got the plant life and it's like semi-tropical and and lots of water features because the weather in the summer gets absolutely boiling. And... Um, it was the water gardens of Dro- of Dorne in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. So the Alcazar Palace stood in for this. So this is definitely worth, like, definitely devote your second morning 
to visiting the Alcazar Palace. Okay. And then for lunch, the one place I'd recommend is called Mamaracha, which is modern tapas. You can get traditional tapas pretty much everywhere. Yeah. But this is really nice. So it's got like, even the place is quite modern, you know, distressed cement. It's got like exposed vents, very industrial. Oh, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Everybody wears like jeans and like a crisp white shirt mm. and everybody is like super hip. But the food is amazing. It's like really, really nice. And, uh, and then, What's modern tapas compared to traditional? Well, what am I getting there that I'm not getting in my first tapas I don't know. It's like, for example, they do like focaccia with marinated Iberian pork, which is a traditional tapas, yeah. but presented in a very kind of cool hip Oh, it's way. on a shovel or something. N- yeah, something like that. Yeah, or on a <laughs> okay. piece of stone or whatever. Yeah, okay. So I've eaten uh, my pork off my shovel. What am I doing for the afternoon? Yeah, now, the thing is, is, look, there's lots of museums to go to, but I recommend do a bit of wandering. So Central, which is, as the name suggests, the central district of the city and it's a big shopping street, um, Calle Sierpes, it's called. And so if you want to do a bit of shopping and Spanish shopping is cheap as chips compared to Irish shopping, let really? me tell you. Oh yeah, sure. All the, all of the high street shops and, that we have. And is like, I mean, the shop, as you're wandering around these streets uh, in the city centre, I mean, is there just a, is there an attractiveness to them on yeah, their own? Yeah, yeah. they're beautiful. The, it's a severe, narrow winding streets yeah but also elegant and, and it depends and so you know you can go into the old medieval city or the old Moorish quarters oh, and, right. you know or you can go into the post Reconquista so the, the Baroque city the 17th century Seville yeah and it's this mix of like elegant huge beautiful buildings big wide streets and then much like in a lot of Spanish cities you you step off a side street and you're in the middle you're in a warren of little side streets it's it's very romantic place to walk around in and genuinely a beautiful city it also mixes a lot of modernism so Seville is not afraid to be to introduce contemporary architecture so there's really nice contemporary buildings like the the, the kind of famous one is the Metropole Parasol known as the Setas or the Mushrooms um, is this modern so it's like imagine like vast wooden parasols like done in this it's like yeah. modern art and you've seen pictures of it I, I probably can't do it justice but it's with a big rooftop walkway and this is kind of contemporary architecture in Seville um, so basically it's like a giant sunshade but it's it's really really nice and you get lifts that run from the basement right to the okay. very top um, the parasols that I've been walking around on top of have given me a taste for a few cocktails what am I going to go <sighs> oh yeah so um, so you got to have dinner Bar Ristorante Islava is um, so you're going to have to wait because it's very very popular right, just wait okay. wait at the bar right okay. okay have a couple of drinks really good wine list you know get a couple of tipples and then sit down and have again tapas, really, really excellent contemporary, really good tapas. So like slow cooked egg served on mushroom puree. There's your modern tapas <sighs> oh, for you. Okay, nice. Or a phyllo pastry cigar st- with cuttlefish and algae. How's that for modern tapas for you? Yeah, I'm not sure about the algae. Come on, I liked it up until that do point. Like, do you not like a uh, colcanon? No, no. Oh, do you not? No, oh, I well, don't then. like Colcannon. Jesus <laughs> right, Christ. Right. Not going all um, the way to Seville then, to Colcannon. So one of the things of like anywhere you stay in Seville, make sure it has a rooftop or like a, lots of them have rooftop pools or something like that. So okay, where should you, people stay then? Well, uh, there's really good selection of hotels and pensiones in, in Santa Cruz, El Arenal and El Centro. So that's kind of in the heart of the yeah. city. Um, like I've got two recommendations, one called Hotel Amadeus, two boutique hotels, Hotel Amadeus and the Hotel Casa de Colón. Um, again, family run boutique hotel in the, in the city centre. But what I was going to say about the rooftops is, is that rooftop drinks, that's a key to Sevilla, Sevillana nightlife. Okay. 
and, and so at the top of a building get a nice bar and so one recommended place is called a corner house terrazza and it's got like wooden decks handmade tables and but grandstand views of the plaza below so that's but there's lots of them around the city don't drink I mean sure drink at street level but if you can get up get upstairs well that's as Fionn said right at the outset you can fly directly from Dublin and as of uh, June this year you'll be able to fly directly from Cork so lots of people listening might think that sounds lovely two days in Seville there's the itinerary all laid out for me don't worry we'll get it up ASAP as a podcast everything Fionn had to say and uh, you can chalk it all down write it down and tick it off as you uh, go through Seville Fionn Davenport pleasure as always thanks Karen. we'll talk to you again at the same time next week Tuesday Travel on the Hard Shoulder brought to you by Emirates taking you to tropical paradise with twice daily flights from Dublin to Dubai and beyond visit emirates.com